Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Was there conspiracy happening at your Pro Bowl? There's conspiracy everywhere. Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world known as the Pentavrit. Mm. I think this is connected to Roger Goodell holding his press conference tonight at 6 o'clock by invitation only. Myself. The air of conspiracy around the NFL right now. This is Peyton Manning's kid. Yep, yeah. refs won the game. Refs, you know, well... Scripted. Dude thinks the Pro Bowl is scripted. The story that Boomer Esiason told. One total asswipe talked to us about how the NFL's rigged. And you're seeing this stuff out there in the social media bloodstream, aren't you? Well, of course. But about everything, man. I think um, the idea that uh, this was in a script and this is pre-planned, that's that's just, it's nonsense. Uh, It's frankly not even worth talking about. This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. Aaron Rodgers does it every Tuesday. I don't think uh, he's the B-word. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. Oh, my God. Good. You got somebody like that in your family? I, I do. Anybody Anybody have one of those in your family? The hardcore conspiracy theorist? Everybody in the last nine years has probably had some conversations with people in their friend group or their family uh-huh. where all of a sudden you look around and you're like, oh, boy, the plot has been lost here. I really think in 100 years people are going to look back on Alex Jones and it's going to be like Mozart. Uh <laughs> Van Gogh, Alex Jones, right? Because he's a artist. You don't turn that red unless you're doing something with your heart. That's passion. And during the pandemic, he got replaced by all of these, like, conspiracy theorists that are just, like, grifters, essentially. They're all, like, math weenies that want to talk about, like, COVID numbers. Every single one of them, they're like, subscribe to my Substack, and we can take a look at the charts. And it's like, take a look at the charts. (laughs) Tell the Parkland shooting victims to their face that they're lying. That's a conspiracy theory. That's conspiracy. One, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I'm glad that was the open today. Because I was thinking about that a little bit last night as like a lingering thing from, from yesterday's show. What is our responsibility? What it's like, people are saying. I mean, it's out there. I, I, I think mean, on the internet, they're saying it, man. Okay. But like, it's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so what, what's our responsibility for the, to, to give voice to the validity of the insane when more and more people have this toxic internet brain and believe that like 
the Super Bowl matchup is scripted based on the colors of the logo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What I we- think our responsibility <laughs> is to uh, is to deliver the truth, okay, with context to educate, Who's truth, inform, and entertain. Right? Oh, whose truth is a dangerous path? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. It's so refreshing. They just report the news. There's no commentary. There's no opinions. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God. It, it's the. I mean, Roger Goodell was asked about people who think that they scripted the Chiefs in here so they could get Taylor Swift into the ratings bonus. <laughs> but like, now, that's a thing that happened. Who did he tell to ask that question? Who did he handpick yeah, and deliver know. to his own press conference to ask that question? I don't know. I just. I just. I. I it's everywhere. It's and. I don't know if you know, it's an election year. So we're going to. Oh, no, we're, I, we're, I've we're, noticed a lot of that stuff. We're going to get a lot of this, man. We're yeah. going to get a lot of this stuff. So buckle in for conspiracy theories. Well, you know, I mean, look, when, when, when the coaching staff of a certain team that's not the Bears yeah. seems like it's being put together to woo somebody. See, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I, I'm not. I don't know that they're putting him together necessarily to woo someone, but that is that is speculation. That you know what I mean. That, that that's a that's a theory. That's a hypothetical. This other stuff is like, it's scripted. It's preordained. It's mm. predetermined. I don't know, man. It's uh, you were like like uh, the like the fix being in. That's a big thing that people are worried about with with gambling and the Super Bowls being in Vegas. And yeah. So that's been a big storyline for sure this week. And that was planned exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't oh, know how much Scotty. weight we should actually give to all of this. Internet, inter- toxic internet brain will find you no matter where you are. If you're not careful, doesn't matter what, yeah. what, what race you are, where you're from. Education level, how no, much money, age. It can find you wherever you are. Absolutely. It's convincing. There's, the production value of these conspiracy theories is really good. It's really good. Anyway, I know that's not why you're here, but Tandy's open. Maybe I was thinking about that last night. I was like, man, no, man it, we could do four hours a day on oh, conspiracy oh, theories. Oh, we totally could. We, it, it would not be hard. Somebody um, at, at a Tributosaurus gig a few weeks ago, somebody like uh, came up and told me some crazy stuff and I, about sports and tried to t- convince me of something, and I said, yeah, I, I don't think that's true. I don't <laughs> think that's true. And the rest of the night, every time I left the stage to go to the bathroom or the green room or whatever, he was chasing after me with his phone, having called up some Google link that he thought would prove his insanity to me. Yeah. And I was like, I, I finally had to turn to him and say, I'm not interested, <laughs> just directly to his face and walk away. I mean, I've... I think I've told the story before. And I'm sorry I treated you that way, Shane. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It wasn't nice. It was out of nowhere. I told you just guy I used to live across the hall from me. We watched UFC fights together. 611. One of the biggest humans I've ever interacted with in my life with any degree of regularity that wasn't a professional athlete. It was Will Purdue. It, he was, he was honestly he was bigger than Will Purdue. This guy was a giant. But he was like Nice, and we watch UFC fights together, and he'd help me lift things when I needed them, which was somewhat often. Then just one day, get a text, and it was full QAnon. And he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" He's like, "Do, do you see, do you see what's happening?" Uh-huh. Like, look, I look at this video that he sent me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at here, man. And 247 texts later, we never spoke again. Wow, it was crazy. So it, you engaged for that many texts. Oh yeah, you tried to. Oh yeah, tried to tussle. I you, tried you think, to get you think, I ba- you think I backed down from the argument? <laughs> you think I backed down from the argument? Yeah, I know yeah. you. Yeah, no, 
it was it was but it, yeah it was a wild thing it was a wild thing but anyway <sighs> yeah carry on well R- roger goodell doing that megalomaniacal dictator thing of trying to bury the press conference on a monday at six o'clock and yeah only inviting people he wanted to be there it like had all the ring of like mussolini and just like eight chosen italian senators in a room and <laughs> and then let's just go ahead and let that be buried by the media onslaught i found that incredibly unlikable but it's really only one of the multiple things that are that I find myself being enraged by with uh, your league oh, there, geez. Danny Parkins. Listen, I'll your th- beloved football league. Hey, hey. Yeah. Part of why I love it is because of how just craven they are. Oh, and, and honestly. So craven. It, uh, it's just, yeah. Craven's a good word. We're the best. We have the best product. Uh-huh. We own a day of the week, but one day a week is not enough. So we are going to encroach on your Mondays and your Thursdays. And I don't know if you noticed or saw, but they announced yesterday that next week, next year, they're opening on a Friday in Brazil. Oh, my God. No, yeah, I didn't see that. yeah, Eagles in Brazil on a Friday. They don't care. Friday no, night football. They don't care. That's what happened about high school football? That's only a rule in the States, buddy. We'll put those games overseas oh, if, if you want us to be on Friday nights. That's yeah, they why they're expanding to overseas, just so they can use other nights. Yeah. Oh, Tuesday night football's coming. They don't care about your action. They'll be everywhere. It's the NFL. Uh, yeah. Big, bad NFL. Big, bad NFL. The thing with the 49ers field, the practice field, yes. is pissing me off because if you like, actually do some of the research, and Michael Silver in the San Francisco Chronicle did some of the research on it and like it's it's a pathetically soggy field that doesn't come close to meeting the standards of the practice field that is necessary and and so the Niners are upset, right? They have to move their practice. They're going to borrow the Raiders practice facility that the Chiefs are using. Yes. But instead of Goodell asking the Chiefs to, like, adjust their practice time on one day so the Niners can have their big practice there, Roger Goodell said, hey, Jed York, why don't you reach out to the Hunt family? Why don't you, you go ahead and talk to them? And Jed York's like, it, it's not their problem. No. <laughs> so they're changing the time of their practice and the location of their practice. And then Goodell keeps pretending that everything's fine. He's pretending that the field is good. You know why? Because he's a jackass. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's, it's not. It's fine. It's not fine. The game's going to happen. They're going to show up. But the practice field <laughs> is not fine. They no, it's not. They didn't bother to, like, try and make it good. And instead yeah. of, like, trying to fix the problem, he basically tells them to toughen up. Here's Roger. I don't know who he planted to ask the <laughs> question so he could give this answer. But here's his answer on the practice field thing. It's softer than what they have practiced on. Uh, but that happens. Um it's well within all of our testing standards. Uh, it is something that we think all our experts, as well as neutral field inspectors, have all said unanimously that it's a playable field. Oh, yeah. The gangsters. I, I was in our money suits. I was hoping for an oh, poor you, uh, but this works too. Uh, honestly, they, he's. They can bitch and moan about it, but the game's going to be played. And by the way, I think it's insane that NFL fields are not all the exact same. I've, I've been told by, like, the Roger Bossards of the world that yes. there's reasons why that can't happen. But they figure it out. So Figure it out. Goodell told the Niners. Science grass guys. Goodell told the Niners, hey, look, there are two fields that you guys have played on in recent years that are similar. 
surface-wise, okay? All right. One of them was New Jersey's MetLife Stadium, where Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas tore their ACLs on consecutive plays in 2020. All right. right? Yeah, so I, like, I would hey, love this that. field is fine. If you're the Niners, how does it feel to have the commission say, hey, this it's just like this field. Oh, you mean the one where our guys tore ACLs yeah, and we yeah, all hate it? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah. And the another one that he referenced was one that was completely redone and revamped this past offseason. So... He's just the worst. Yeah, $200 million guaranteed contract on his new deal. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And then and then the worst one that I can't get out of my head today, frankly, is I finally made it through that Washington Post piece on the obstructionist legal tactics, uh, tactics that the league is, uh, has been using to keep from having to pay out on the CTE lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, defend this one, Dave. I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather listen full steam ahead, running uh-huh. through running through yellow lights on practice fields for the Super Bowl. Sure. Eh. Uh, How about this little Fort- state little state controlled media? Uh-huh. Listen, obviously don't love it, but Pravda, you know, but they're okay it, with it, that. I'm just saying it. It happens. I'm not pretending like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. This one I don't like. Fourteen. I don't, I don't want to defend this one. Fourteen former players. Yeah, it's it was it was ugly. Failed to qualify yeah. for settlement money or medical care, and then once they died. Their CTE was confirmed via autopsy. And eight of those players were diagnosed in life with dementia or some related memory disorder, but still failed to qualify for settlement benefits. If you want to get insanely angry, feel free to read the Washington Post piece about all the stonewalling that has gone on for player after player after player with like... Family members saying, I don't understand this. Multiple doctors saying, I don't get it, as the NFL uses bureaucracy and red tape to keep from paying out. The worst. The worst, man. That That is terrible, indefensible, totally predictable stuff. It, I hate your league. I Yeah, you don't, though. You don't. I hate it as a business You entity. stream the red zone on your phone and play in multiple different fantasy football formats and the I entire watched, industry that you work in that provides for your family is supported by it. I watched the Pro Bowl with breathless detail. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you're pumped for polls position coming back on Monday, which is going to bleed right into spring training. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 the thing that makes the sports world go round. Oh, but, but it, they're the most evil of all of the all of the entities, though, aren't they? Is there any sports? En- they're just the best villain. FIFA? Is FIFA more evil? Oh, oh you're counting international sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, FIFA. FIFA. We did a depth chart of the most evil sporting organizations in the world. International Olympic Committee, FIFA. IOC. Yeah. FIFA, NFL. Yeah. But NFL, NFL's up there, man. It's up there. It's up there. But, I mean. Who's the g- most evil g- sports entity? Light them up. Generally speaking, fewer people die in the construction of the NFL stadiums because there's a, there's American regulations that are put on it than those weird things that happen with FIFA and all that. But, yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. I, I, it's not good. FIFA and the IOC allow giant stadiums to be built on taxpayer money and people to Slave die while labor. they're being built. It's terrible. Slave labor and then leave behind nothing in yeah. their wake. And Correct. didn't John Oliver report that one year that the head of FIFA had like a million dollar apartment in New York just for his cats or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just take cash money bribes on the stage when they're awarding the World Cup to Qatar in the summer when it's 126 degrees. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I mean, listen, the NFL, if you're putting the NFL with MLB and NHL, 
gold medalist. Yeah. If you're putting him on the international stage, no better than bronze, sir. T- texture no says, better than bronze. Wow, NFL is American FIFA, says a texture. Another texture. The NHL's on a real heater of late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then live. There, there's live. You know? Oh, well, okay. Now, Liv, maybe we're, maybe the NFL's off the metal stand. Uh, there was a Chicago area story, though, that Goodell was uh, confronted with. Next on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel. Sounds like the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. (laughs) Afternoons on the score. Blazer didn't even file a tax return, which was a little suspicious considering the lifestyle he lived. His criminal activity financed an opulent lifestyle that included a luxury apartment in New York's Trump Tower for the use of his cats. Wow! None of us know what aloof really means until we meet a cat that has its own apartment in Trump Tower. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good suggestions coming in. The NFL, I mean, it's bad, but the reason that it's so bad in your mind is because how good they are at being bad. Yeah, they're really good at it. FIFA, the International Olympics. We didn't even mention the NCAA. (laughs) Honestly. Live. Yeah. It's amazing. Live golf. Yeah, this is um, a lot of bad. It's a horrendous time to be um, to be trying to have morality and integrity as you support professional sports. Honestly, you didn't even need to say and uh, and support professional sports. It's a horrendous time <laughs> yeah. to try to have morality and integrity. Terrible. Full stop. One of the worst times ever, I think. So far, <laughs> yeah, 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 until tomorrow, just give it another day. So <sighs> that, so yeah, Roger Goodell, bad, mean, but megalomaniacal, an authority figure. <laughs> <laughs> he was, and good at his job. Yeah, rich. Rich. Uh-huh. Someone that would get sucked up to. A perfectly crafted <laughs> question by our uh, friend of the show, friend of the station, Jared Payton, on the Bears yeah, Stadium let, issue. Didn't you think? To, yeah, question and answer. Could you repeat your name? Uh, Hi, Jared Jim. Payton, WGN-TV <laughs> in Chicago. Hi, Tracy. How are you? First and foremost, the, the Bears are looking to build a new enclosed stadium in Chicagoland. How important is that to the league, and could that lead to a Super Bowl in the future. I think it's important to the Chicago Bears, their fans. I think it's also important to that community. I think, as we have seen here, a great stadium can host additional events. I think that's true in Chicago. I think the Dome Stadium that they're talking about, both downtown and also potentially in Arlington, I think those are both great opportunities that they need to explore. The good news is they've got quite a bit of time on their lease. The Bears are committed 
to being in Chicagoland. I talked to the mayor of Chicago recently. Uh, he wants them in the city. Arlington wants it out in Arlington. Well, I no think way. they'll be able to develop a proposal that will be good for the fans, but I also think it'll be great for Chicago. Man, that's, I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> Isn't it? It's immaculate. It's as if you couldn't have scripted the entire exchange any better. Yeah. Are you suggesting that perhaps he knew the question was coming Man, and was prepared for it? Even drops in the, I spoke to the mayor recently. That's the news coming out of there to oh, me. That the, that the mayor of Chicago wants it to be in Chicago and Arlington wants it to be in Arlington? That the commissioner of the NFL spoke to has spoken to the mayor. Yeah. As an extension of the Olive Branch, the Olive, Bla- uh, Olive Branch, which starts at Hallis Hall, diverts to New York to the commissioner's office before it comes back and goes to City Hall and reaches the mayor. So you've got Raj is helping with either the facilitation or the appearance of the facilitation for the sake of leverage. It's 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 immaculate, isn't it? It is. I would still think, okay, I'm mayor of Arlington Heights. You own the land. <laughs> I, I I know that's reductive, but man, they, they own the land. What are they going to do? What option does he have? Top golf. <laughs> right. No, Put so a top golf there. There's already one out somewhere. I forget where. Yeah. Closest one to there would be Schomburg. Hmm. Oh, okay. Where the old Motorola factory used to be. Man, we are on top of Top Golf locations on this show. Kind of where um, where Top Golf is, like that area where the 88 corridor is. Like yeah. I could see something popping up right over there. Naperville has a lot of open land on the northwest uh, corridor of 88 and 59, um, like right right there by the Top Golf and everything. So it's a landmark. <laughs> you can see it from space. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Great Wall of China. What else can you see from space? The Top Golf over by the I think that's corridor. It. Yep. Yeah, I think that's those, it. the, the oceans. Those. Yeah, you can sort of pick those up. Yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about it. Yeah, there was. I just thought it was remarkably executed, and it it remains very much in play that either situation could be. I understand what you're saying that the Arlington Heights mayor ought to just be like, well, they own that land, so they're staying here. But the oh, whole I, idea is yeah. that the pressure is felt by said mayor and all those around the Arlington Heights idea, and they say you know what, maybe we will go ahead and lower that property tax issue. We'll go ahead and take care of that for you to make sure this happens. Yeah, if they badly want it to happen, you know, or maybe they, it's good for them at a certain price. And, and like, I'm down with them staying at Soldier Field. I don't really care if the Bears, you know what I mean, make a bunch of money because it's not like baseball where you just get to spend more money on your team and then feel the better team. The Bears have no better shot at playing in a Super Bowl with their games at Soldier Field or Arlington Heights. There's no difference for for the fan in terms of caring about winning a team. I just Right, the stadium is is not the competitive potential competitive advantage in the no. NFL that it is in baseball. No, it's about hosting a it's about getting a Super Bowl to Chicago, it's about mm-hmm. getting a final four to Chicago. It's about like other things, but in terms of like the Bears' ability to sign free agent wide receiver X. No, you know what I mean? I mean, I I guess you could argue that if the McCaskies had more money and more cash flow, they would be more willing to spend $20 million a year on a coach. 
and maybe they'd be more likely to spend on Jim Harbaugh. If that was indeed maybe. the full stop on even engaging in the conversation. You know what I mean? Maybe that, uh, that, maybe that is an argument that you can make, that if they had more cash, they could. But they already have great practice facilities. They have – it's a salary cap. It's a mm-hmm. salary floor. You know what I mean? So, like, that part of it is – it's a convenience issue in terms of how you get to the stadium. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the Bears, like, like, the Bears, if they draft Caleb Williams and he's awesome and their ability to sign him – to the Mahomes contract, any team in the NFL can do it. They, they, they all have the money. 255, first Caleb Williams mention of the show. I'm going to try not to. Yeah, I thought that was something in the pre-show you said today. I'm going to see how long I can, I, I can go without I was using him as like a placeholder there. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. All right. Starts now. I'm going to try. I'll line it up at three. I'll, I'll line it up at three as to why I'm going to try to not say good old CW's name uh, for at least. Boy, that would be welcome. At least a segment. If not a show, if not maybe the rest of the week. We're going to see. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I love this. This is my type of party. I love this. Afternoons on the score. Peter King in 30 minutes. We will then talk to Roy Wood Jr. at 425. Big Cubs fan, comedian, former Daily Show correspondent. And then our guy, Bill Fickner, at 5 o'clock. Just your typical sports radio guest list. And neither of those guests, by the way, coming on because it's Super Bowl week in Radio Row. They're not going to be promoting some, like, real weird, corny thing. They're right. just coming on because they're uh, friends and uh, friends of the show. When's but r- who is coming on tomorrow <laughs> oh, because they're on Radio Row? I'm not saying we're above it. Because oh, yeah, tomorrow, Rob Schneider. I- I'm fine not being above what we're doing tomorrow. At 4 p.m. tomorrow... <laughs> Uh, Kyle Turley uh-huh. and Jim McMahon. You had me at Kyle Turley. I know. You really got me at Jim McMahon. They will be coming on the show at 4 p.m. tomorrow to announce their candidacy uh-huh. for president of the United States. Correct. And they have filed all proper paperwork. Okay. I've been told. So they're not both running for president, right? No, they're it's not the a same co-president. Ticket. They're on the, they're on the, tic- on what, the one's, ticket. One's president, one's vice president. Jim McMahon president. He's the quarterback. Kyle Turley, vice president. Okay. And the party, the Cannabis Freedom Party. It would be great if they didn't flush out who is actually going to be president and vice president, and they have to confront this on the air with us. And all of a sudden it turns into a debate on who should We never be. considered yeah. this. <laughs> Whose name goes first? McMahon, Turley, Turley McMahon. Which sounds better? Turley McMahon sounds better. Turley McMahon does sound better. Well, J- Jim McMahon, McMahon Turley. is only going to answer in one-word answers written on a headband. So it's going to be a visual kind of Q&A. And well, they will be on Zoom. To, tune into Twitch. Yeah, they, they, they will be on video tomorrow. Perfect. Okay. Because you do have an opportunity to to make a lot of wrongs right when you introduce Jim McMahon to Danny. Because you remember what happened when Mac introduced it's him true. last time we had Jim yeah. McMahon on the show uh-huh. back in the COVID era. I yeah, want I, you to I, meet my uh, my little buddy Danny Parkins. That's true. That's true. You could say that I'm that's your right. your mature my, my big buddy. <laughs> yeah, my mature, tall, strapping, <laughs> my co-host. my grown man <laughs> cohort. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, Danny. Tell you what, you script what you think is the absolute antidote for my little buddy. <laughs> okay. And and I'll go ahead and and use right. that tomorrow. All right. Sounds. I want good. you I, to meet my uh, my little buddy Danny Parkins. And then uh, McNeil hit you with a captain's hat. <laughs> I believe he did. I believe he did. Yeah. I remember sitting in my bedroom doing that show during COVID and feeling like this was the worst thing that was happening in the world. <laughs> I mean, the pandemic was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But Matt calling you little buddy. Then he made you get on a bicycle and power the radio. Yeah, it was, I remember it, was, it well. It was very belittling.
Um, all right, so here's the thing. Is that enough Gilligan's Island references? Should I go for one more? I think two was good. I think you could fit another one in. Outside of the demo. It's okay. Some might say. It's never stopped you some. before. Yes, some people might some say. would say that. I realize that I don't even want to not talk about Caleb Williams. So what, I'm not going to ask Peter King about it in 20 minutes? No, 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 you're not. All right. You, you don't need to. Okay. Everything's out there. Everything. I mean, everything that's going to be out there, I think, is out there as of right so now. So don't ask him about what he makes of Washington hiring Kingsbury as a potential way to put together a nest. To, I, okay. I, I don't think you need to ask him. Okay. You know? All right. Well, then, I'll, listen, if, if news comes out, we will talk about it. But it is Super Bowl week. There's a game, Danny. There's a game happening. It's exciting. There's Hall of Fame announcements that Bears fans could be very excited about on Thursday. There's a game. There's the evil commissioner. We could the focus evil on. commissioner. All of these things and polls position comes back Monday at three o'clock. Got a very special surprise planned for it, and I think it's going to be a very good time. There's also going to be an announcement within polls position about another thing. Oh, that the listeners can get that involved the listeners in. can That's get right. involved in. So be paying attention on Monday at three for the first polls position, where we'll map out what polls position is going to be yes and make an announcement and do a polls position all at the same time got a lot on the agenda there's gonna be a lot going on as well as the reveal that you that you hinted at yes so that is that is all happening but the game itself yesterday was media day and all of the questions that are being asked some of nonsensical some that we can get to that are bears related and Mm -hmm. all of that others about taylor swift and conspiracy theories and uh, a father's DWI arrest and all sorts of stuff that, that, that's happening because it's the craziness of a Super Bowl. Then you inject Vegas and gambling and the first time and that spectacle to the whole thing. But when you peel it all back, and I know we'll do full game preview stuff you know, as it gets a little closer, this is a pretty awesome game. It really is. It's a Super Bowl rematch, right? I mean, we... The Chiefs have already beaten the Niners. Andy Reid's Chiefs and Mahomes' Chiefs have beaten Kyle Shanahan's Niners. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan blew a 10-point lead. The Niners blew a 10-point lead with Jimmy Garoppolo in yeah. that game. Yeah, so it is a it is a rematch of coaches, and the Chiefs quarterback is the same, and there are a few key characters on both sides that are the same. With all due respect to Sean McVay, I'd say it's the two reigning offensive gurus in an offensive league. Yes. Like these are these are the guys. I like what McVay has done, and clearly there are a lot of people on his coaching tree. But what Shanahan does is incredible design, and there are a million people on his coaching tree. Right, and then you add in all of the legacy stuff: Andy Reid's place all time, Kelsey's place all time as a postseason performer, and then Mahomes at 28 years old, where it feels like legitimately anything is possible. In terms of the the pace that he is on is better than Brady's pace to start his career. And then the question will be if you think that like rings culture is that is in the NBA matters in the NFL. Like does Tom Brady, does Patrick Mahomes need eight rings to Mm -hmm. be considered better than Brady? Okay, if he does, then it will probably never happen. But if you would say that four rings or five rings with way better stats would you'd be open to that uh, argument that he's better than Brady. Sure. That he is ahead of pace to be the greatest and most accomplished quarterback of all time. How about the Brock Purdy evaluation and conversation that even this weekend could tilt from either one of the best in the game who just won a Super Bowl to the 
the next former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Like it, it is, he lives on that edge even now on the eve of the Super Bowl. Insane. It's it's great. It like I the the X's and O's stuff is great. The value of the running back on both teams could not be more uh, separate in terms of like acquisition costs. Trading everything for McCaffrey and paying, and paying him. him versus seventh round pick in Pacheco. And then, for what we always will do, what can the Bears learn from the team? These teams are built very differently. Yes, they are. But before we do that long form, let me just go back one more X and O. Spagnolo versus Shanahan, to me, is one of the preeminent defensive strategists, and the Chiefs have had the best defensive year of this dynastic run. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the Niners are a – disappointing defense right now, even though they're star-studded and talented and all that stuff. But I just want to see what Spagnolo dials up and how quickly Shanahan counters it. So that X's and O's. But yeah, I get to the big one, I think you're right, is how it relates to the Bears in terms of team building on the two rosters. Yeah, I just just think it's it's a a genuinely great game with there should be no one in your life that you can't hook to the Super Bowl. Especially when you factor in Taylor Swift, mass appeal, celebrity crossover. You know what I mean? I mean, tra- I mean Travis Kelsey's a legitimate celebrity. Patrick Mahomes is a celebrity in terms of as far as NFL players can be as celebrities. These guys are these guys have crossed over in a pretty meaningful way. It's so a juicy, it's a juicy game. It's a very very juicy. I'm going to watch. <laughs> um, and not only am I going to watch, you going to bet on it. I, I'm going to have at least one bet. What are you going to do before you watch? I'm going to be a benchmark. And you can be too, but oh. here's the thing: it's not, you wouldn't come out just to see me. Who me? But, well, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not coming to see you. But Frank. you'd come out to see Molly, Molly in the Wild. Doesn't happen often. Vegas Haw making an appearance at Benchmark. Burnsy will be there, uh-huh. and then Lawrence and Layla. You'll come out to see Lawrence and Layla. Yeah, well. all seven of us doing a show at Benchmark in Old Town from noon to three. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about this game. Think of it as unbridled chaos There's for free... three hours of a seven-person transition. That's how I would like to think about it. Some people around here seem to be very nervous. They're very neurotic. They want everything scripted and planned. I think it's going to be fine. God, the irony. <laughs> I know. I know. Wait. Well, it's uh, it's rated between two and six. <laughs> uh and then there will be chaos in this thing. No, but honestly, we have great producing, and there's a rundown, and there's a plan, and we'll yeah. be talking about the big game. And all we that. do have a rundown, by the way. That's what I just Every said. segment is planned. Good. It's how it needs to be. I'm there's going to be a lot of structure. We gotta, I'm going to force a lot it. of chaos. Hard break times. I'm going to have a... Co- 21, I'm gonna have 39, a Holocaust, 54. A Holocaust question for every host. I'm going to have in the hopper. That'd be great. I'm ready to go. And the question is, do you think it happened? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not actually going to ask about the Holocaust. I'm just going to... Whatever individually, the most uncomfortable thing for that person. Oh, correct. Okay. I'm going to tailor a specifically uncomfortable, potentially derailing question for every host I think on that's the a, show. I think that's a good idea. Man, that's my gig. <laughs> How many people? And we, we have Ask Us Anything on the rundown as well. That's Remember, great. For all seven hosts. Well, we start with seven. 
at the end of the show, how many people will still be hosting? Ooh, and then there were none. <laughs> yeah. It's an Agatha Christie murder mystery style radio show. Speaks is hosting solo. Can we have seven dolls on a uh, like on a ledge? And Tanny, you just walk over and knock one down. It was Haw with the candlestick in the library. It was Molly with a bar chair in the bathroom. Yeah. It was Dustin with a vest in the foyer. Killed somebody with a vest. It's possible. Because they weren't wearing a vest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to think about what, what I'm going to wear. Yeah, dress code. Dustin's going to be there. But anyway, all you got to do is have 100 bucks in your Circa app and come out to Benchmark. There's a DJ. There's free food. It's going to be a great time. All seven of us are going to be there. And we're going uh, to be talking about the Super Bowl. Go to CircaSports.com if uh, you need more information than what we just gave you. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that does track. After that, I, too, am going to watch the game. I'm going to watch the game. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've decided we're going to watch the game. Real quick, can we stop promoting the DJ? Because we're going to be doing a talk radio show for three hours. I don't want to listen <laughs> well, to the DJ. I don't DJ. know who's the DJ. I might want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. It's, oh, okay. it, it's you. It's Darren yeah. Jackson. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's Darren Jackson. <laughs> oh, Darren Jackson? Yeah. It's David Justice. That's who it is. It's a good point, Shane. Coming out. I assume the DJ will play during commercial breaks? It's like promoting a podcast during our radio show. I don't want to do that. Oh, because we've never done that before. Yeah, that's no, right. Don't uh, do that. Uh, first in pod. Uh, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, well, there's not. there might be a DJ. Who knows? I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. We'll strike that from the copy points. Uh, anyway, do you agree? <laughs> Thank you. Do you agree that if the Bears select a quarterback at one, they are going more down the Chiefs' path of team building whereas if they trade out of number one and stay with Justin Fields it would be more like a Niners way of team building I don't you don't I don't think that is okay. is as clean because what's Brock Purdy making this year that 900 is 900 grand that is the convenience that allows them to trade for Chase Young's money that allows them to pay Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel Trent and, and McCaffrey and Trent yep. Williams and all of that Justin Fields if they were to keep and they'd work out an extension or just let him play on the fourth year you're talking about nine or ten million dollars oh but here's where I you're right so it so, would not be a complete apples to apples in terms of the quarterback would be cheap. Two things. Fields would still be cheaper than average at quarterback, mm-hmm. right? It'd be a below market value deal at quarterback. Yes. And the number of first round picks that you would acquire in theory, your Trent Williams and your Debo Samuel and your Christian McCaffrey and your Nick Bosa okay. would be first round picks who would be under market value. You would be hoping to hit on the star players outside of quarterback with your massive amounts of draft capital. All right, now ask the question again, and I'll say no again and tell you my schematic reason. Okay. Ask the question again. If the Bears, this is like the end of the newsroom, ask me your a- idiot question again. A- ask me again. Uh, or an almost famous, there's a moment where they go, ask me again. Um, if the Bears trade the number one pick and keep fields and keep fields is that a sign that they are building like the Niners compared to if they draft a QB at one they are aspiring to be more like the Chiefs no and here's why okay because Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback whose skill set and by design is asked to play on script Get the ball out quick. Just do what we execute. Right. I'm designing it. I've got playmakers for you. Just get the ball out quick. Oh, yes, please do improvise at the end if the whole thing blows up. But your skill set 
is to be on schedule and on script and get the ball out fast. And that is not Justin Fields' skill set. So that is not how you're designing a team in which, you know, a lot of different quarterbacks could slide in and play. Hmm. Interesting. You, you feel me? Because that's, I, I, I do. I, I guess I, if you're I, keeping I, Justin Fields, you've got to make the offense fit him. We all we all agree with this, right? Yeah. Because he is not a plug and play. Let me learn it, and I'll just be on uh, on script and on time, and I'll let your geniusness, Kyle Shanahan, come through. And we got all these playmakers. I'll just set them up for big yak. That that's that's not the quarterback that Fields is. He's, no, I, he's brilliant and needs to be off script more often. I guess I am thinking about the Bears more as still a team on the build. Like you're talking about, like the scheme and what they're going to do week to week, which is obviously a totally fair way to answer the question. But the build should be about what whatever quarterback you're choosing to implement, and that it has to be about what their skill set is. Yes, it it is. No, it, a- absolutely. I guess. The number of star players on the Chiefs, it's Mahomes, it's Kelsey, it's Joe Thune at guard, um, it's Chris Jones, it's Legereus Sneed, Amen. right? Like o- On a spreadsheet sense and like putting the puzzle pieces together, I totally get what you're saying. I just, I tussle with that being a separate context than the 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 skill set of the players itself and what it enables you to do. Right. I think the idea is, I mean, it's hard to do this when I think that it is so unbelievably unlikely that they are keeping fields. You know, that, that even if they trade the pick and draft a different rookie, I think that they would do that. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't really think it's at all likely that they're going to run this thing back with Justin, but he did get better at playing on schedule. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't consistent enough, but he did Mm -hmm. get better. And no offense never wants you to play on schedule. You know what I mean? Every every offense wants it to exist on schedule. Without a doubt. The Chiefs does with Mahomes just like the Niners one does with with Purdy. So I guess I just – if Justin's the quarterback next year, Shane Waldron will have plenty of snap throws, snap three-step drop throws, and it will just still be a question of if Justin is good enough mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And hopefully with better players around him, more pieces, more protection, it'll get easier and easier for him to be able to execute that. I'd like to compliment you on not mentioning CW's Thank name. You. Thank you. I'm trying not, my best. Not once in the segment. I'm trying my best. At this point. It went about eight minutes so far. So far. Yeah. Uh, you can ask Peter King if you nah, really don't want to. No, I don't have to. No, you can. I don't have to. I mean, there's a lot going on. I should probably ask him, right? <laughs> no. I think I'm going to ask him. And then it could come back into effect. Uh-huh. I mean, what if Roy Woods got a thought on it? What if he does? He, it, he might. Have you, have you considered that? No, I have not. Well, see? I have not considered that. All right. We've got to serve the audience here, man. Yeah, no, I know. We, gotta, we, gotta, we will. All right. We've got months to do it. Do, how do you how do you I, feel I, about the, the rings culture part of the Mahomes? Because he was asked about Brady a bunch last night. And I think it's way too soon for any of that. I mean, the guy's 28 years old. He can play 15 more years and still retire younger than Brady retired. It, what it reminds me of, frankly, is the Mike Trout conversation. In oh, ter- that's interesting. In terms of... Go to baseball reference, really, for anybody, and you can compare a player's entire statistical career with any number of other players, and you can also compare a player at that age. So Patrick Mahomes at 28, yeah, there is no one who comes close. Yeah, he's, yeah right. 
That's Abs- exactly right. Absolutely no one who comes close to his accomplishments at age 28. And the good fortune of having a good coach and a good team built around him and the smart front office is getting him those rings. But, man, it's like the accomplishments are incredible. The eye test is is incredible. I always, I always will fight for the eye test to be part of that conversation. You know? Yes. And as we're talking about it, I think about Terry Boers, who, whose answer for the GOAT was always Elway. You know? And I don't know. I haven't... I haven't asked him. I, I I can't recall if he ever weighed in and said Brady definitively, but I know it was always Elway to him, and I know that was in part based on who the hell is that guy, and look at all the plays that that guy makes, and just how different he was, and how much better he was yeah. than so many of them. And I respected that, and, and 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 that was empowered by the two Super Bowls at the end, but that shouldn't preclude it completely. Yeah, I don't think that we'll need to say he has to have eight rings. I don't, I don't think we will, but I think a lot of people will disagree with that because of just how it's gone because of how sports talk has evolved mm-hmm. because, of, and because it's an insane number that he's chasing. We, you know what I mean? It, fe- it felt, that felt impossible when you were growing up watching football, when I was growing up watching football, in to, the get 90s, eight. To, to get seven. Yeah. See, that's insane. That w- that one player played into his mid forties and won seven Super Bowls. He would have been forty six years old if he said yes to Kyle Shanahan's request. Yeah, and played this year. You know, so it's it's it that it almost feels. Yeah, it. I think it's unfair to Mahomes at this point. To, it, he doesn't feel that way. He talks about it. He you know says I'm a long ways off and all that. But I'm like. The guy, the guy is a complete outlier in terms of longevity and winning and consistency of coach and organization mm-hmm. and all of that. But it's another huge backdrop of this game. We will talk to Peter King about riding to work with Kyle Shanahan and uh, Brady and some of the big Super Bowl storylines. And, yeah, uh, I'll probably slide in a, a Bears question. Uh, also, if there's any chance he thinks that Andy Reid retires. Peter King joins us next. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. I am the original talk show window. Peter King in Lake Forest, Illinois with the Bears. I'm Peter King. Hall of Fame writer. The must-read column every single week, Peter King. The great Peter King. Peter King is back. 40 years covering the NFL. 40 years. Host of the Peter King Podcast. Peter already called for him to be, you know. Who did? Peter King? No, PETA. The group that is the people against the ethical treatment of animals. Football morning in America. Not all of us are called King. Not all of us get to walk around with the moniker of King. NBC Sports. After having a long conversation with the NFL's vice president of international stuff. Peter King. I want my general manager to not give a crap what Kenny from Kankakee wants. Somewhere in Kankakee. <laughs> there's, guy a named, there's a Kenny. who just jumped up off what the happened? couch. What did I do? What did I do? Peter. What's with the side Be- swipe? Peter. It's normally, Peter. A, it's normally a bop. This is unbelievable. Kankakee. I'm a kid from the Grange. Park, Illinois, that's just trying to be the best he could possibly be every day. Oh, Oh, there he is. We love you, King. Peter King with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. On the line, Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Still got this maddening cough, but feel pretty good physically, so I'm good. Well, 
feel better it seems to be going around as always it was yeah. a nice portion of your column when you talked about how many emailers reached out with advice so uh we're hoping that uh, that that goes away did with- any of it work uh yeah there's been there were a lot of people who said you really should consider uh that it might be due to acid reflux and believe it or not last wednesday i had an appointment with a pulmonologist in New York City. And when I mentioned that to her, she said, I think that's what it is. So she put me on a uh, kind of a strong um, uh, acid reflux disease, uh, acid reflux medicine, and, and it has been better. So hopefully it'll go away. So always listen to the readers. I think that's I think that's the lesson. Yeah, I was told not to believe Eating, the comments. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh you got to continue the very cool tradition of riding to work uh with a coach preparing for the Super Bowl uh with Kyle Shanahan and you asked him about the reports of them and their interest in bringing in Tom Brady. Curious both what you thought of his answer and if Brock Purdy in some ways is auditioning during the Super Bowl for his secured spot as the starting quarterback next year? No. I think regardless of of what happens in this Super Bowl, he's the 49ers quarterback next year. Nothing's forever, necessarily. He certainly doesn't have the job security of Mahomes. But Kyle Shanahan loves him. The reason he did this, honestly, is that he felt strongly that he wasn't positive that he was going to have a healthy quarterback on opening day. Because remember, Brock Purdy tore up his elbow in the, uh, in the uh, NFC championship game at Philadelphia. And it, and he didn't have surgery until March 10th. That's six months from the start of the season. So you have to deal with that. First of all, and second of all, what was interesting is that Trey Lance had had his second ankle surgery right before the end of the season. They weren't sure he was going to come back. So, you know, Shanahan said, you know, I've got to look out for the best interests of the team. Uh, and he called Brady, tried to get him to come. Brady said no. And so then... They went to plan B, which was Sam Darnold, and that's what they ended up signing. Peter, do you have any advice for those of us who are out here and loathe the NFL as an industry, as Roger Goodell has the curated media at his 6 o'clock news dump on a Monday and, you know, strong arms the Niners and tells them they're soft because they don't like the soft practice field and all of this other stuff – and there's the CTE, you know, stonewalling, all of that. But, boy, the product is fun. What are we supposed to do when we hate the industry and love the game? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of look at it and think there's a lot of things about American institutions that we hate. There's a lot of things about American politics that we hate. There's a lot of things about the American economy we hate. But you know what? We love America. And... You know, sometimes what you love isn't particularly lovable in all aspects. So I I don't think it's necessarily 
as bad as what we think. I think any time you have a whatever it is, 22 whatever billion dollar industry, <clears throat> you're going to have a lot to complain about. But he does have some problems that need to be fixed, need to be addressed. What do you think the biggest one is? Um, well, I'm a, I'm a person of one about this. I think there's two that are tied for number one. One is this uh, is is sports gambling is gambling on this game. Um, I just I don't mean to be Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino, but I believe that we're going to wake up in ten years and there are going to be more people with problem addictions to sports gambling than there are people with problem addictions to other vices, you know, alcohol or, or drugs or whatever, maybe not drugs, but, you know, a lot of things in America. And that bothers me a lot that everybody seems to say, ah, what's the problem with putting some money on a game? And for the most part, there's no problem. But if you are in high school, if you are in college and and, you know, you're going to be tempted to get into this gambling. It's fun. It's a rush, all that. And if you watch the report on 60 Minutes Sunday with John Wertheim, you know, interviewing gambling experts, they're exceedingly worried. There's that. And, look, there's not anything you're going to be able to do about the spate of retired football players who in 15 years are going to wake up with very, very serious brain trauma a result, you know, injuries and or illnesses resulting from brain trauma. But there's really not a lot you can do about it unless you stop playing football. I think it's going to get better because of all the attempts to, uh, you know, to take, you know, helmet to helmet and take brain trauma out of the game. But it's never going to go away as long as you keep playing. That's what football is. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. We're joined by Peter King. Do you think Washington is trying to make their situation as appealing as possible in case Caleb Williams wants to flex whatever leverage and power he has to orchestrate a trade to his hometown team in the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury? I'm sure they view that they view hiring Kingsbury as an advantage if Adam Peters gets to the point and says, I want Caleb Williams on this team. Okay. Now there's about ten tentacles to this, but I'll tell you the two that I would be most concerned with. Okay. Uh one is you never want to hire a coach because you're trying to get somebody. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury is an excellent offensive mind to work with. And the biggest reason is that he is determined that he is going to have a great running game everywhere, everywhere he's been. He's built the running game. I mean, he did it. It's crazy to say, but look at his stats uh, of his running game in Arizona. They were always good. And, you know, I think that is a friend to the quarterback. <clears throat> but, you know, I think the one thing that would concern me 
about all this is that, and again, I do not mean to harp on the negative for Caleb Williams. I really don't because I don't watch all these games. I am not uh, a college football nut. I, I, I'm just not. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. But, I mean, I saw that Notre Dame game. You can't unsee it. He responded poorly, capital P, to Notre Dame's pressure packages that night. What do you think you're going to see in the NFL? Let's just say for the sake of argument that he goes to Washington, Caleb Williams. Arguably, they had the worst offensive line in the league last year. You can't fix that all in one offseason. <clears throat> and so, you know, how's Caleb Williams going to play behind a lousy offensive line? Why don't you ask uh, Bryce Young how he felt behind that awful offensive line in California. You can't do all the things you want to do and what you've been trained to do when you're always running for your life. So I just say, everybody, you know, take a chill pill on this. And look, it's a long-term decision, and we've talked about it a 100 times. I would definitely, if I were Ryan Poles, build my roster and trade the pick. But, again, I don't know what they're going to do. Is there a belief that Caleb Williams might push the envelope here in the Eli Manning slash John Elway mold and actually try to either challenge the system or get to where he wants to go? I think it's possible. Um, I always thought it might be possible with Joe Burrow uh, trying to talk his way out of Cincinnati. Um but it didn't happen and he didn't do it. So, but every year that subject comes up. And I think the reason why this one has legs is that who, who did it early last season where his father talked to somebody, maybe Esquire or some, some GQ. reporter. GQ. Yeah. GQ. Okay. GQ. And basically, you know, talked about the teams that he wouldn't want to play for or that his son wouldn't want to play for. But I'm always really cautious about that for a very simple reason. It's not Caleb Williams talking. It's his father talking. And, you know, just because his father thinks that Chicago, and I don't even know that he thinks this, but evidently that that Chicago would be a lousy place for his son to play. I want to hear that from his son. You know, so, but anyway, I don't, I think it's a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit of a, um, I think it's a little bit speculative and I just don't know if it's true. And that's the problem with running with things like this. It's so important that I don't think you should run with something like that. If you don't know if it's true, Peter, enjoy the game. Thank you, sir. Hey, I will. Thanks a lot, guys. That was Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We have breaking news in the world of sports media. And you say, oh, you guys are always talking about the media. This will absolutely impact how you watch sports. This is uh, we've light on details here, but the headline itself is fascinating. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Chris, Mad Dog, Russo. You it, guys are the best. The it, both of you. Afternoons on the score. But what's going to bother me and what's going to bother me is I am not I am not gadget oriented. I am not gadget savvy, and this is all about gadgets. Well, it looks like you might not have any choice 
if you want to watch sports to figure out how to stream sports. We are light on details right now, but in a... That has never stopped us before. Well, I mean, the headline is has enough details in it to let me know that this is a massive story. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers are launching a joint sports streaming platform in the fall. That's six months from now. So that, I mean, that covers the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the World Cup, college football. Some golf. College basketball. Mm Mm-hmm. Golf. Golf Channel is under the Discovery Network. There you go. Um, I mean, ESPN has rights to Thursdays and Fridays of a couple of the majors. Um, So a joint venture streaming just for sports? It is a sports streaming platform. So, like, to me, the first thing that's really interesting about this is that these massive media companies that are competitors are joining forces together. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know what I mean? Like, like Fox and Disney are competitors. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are not known for – it's not like you see someone on Fox Sports 1 and ESPN. You know, these, these are – Troy Aikman is not able to call the Super Bowl on Fox right. and then call Monday Night Football for, for Disney. These companies are in competition with each other. Yes, but have you been struck in recent years how freely and comfortably TNT will promote an ESPN NBA game, how freely and comfortably Fox will promote a CBS game or an NBC game as part of the NFL playoffs? Yes. Everything has fallen sort of comfortably in terms of promotion, if not commercials or shared media. It's fallen comfortably under the league umbrella. So it's getting... It's getting cleaner that way to facilitate something like this. Yeah, I think, yeah, so a couple of things, like uh, cable. I'm just exhausted. But but honestly. I know. It used to be you paid for cable, you got all the channels, you could pay more for the sports tier, you got more channels, then you got all the games because everything was on cable. And then we're done. Now, I I wonder if this is Netflix has so much money. And is dabbling in live sports. They've made it plain that they're entering into the live sports arena. So now the, these entities all coming together to combat it. These entities are saying, listen, we can't really compete one-on-one with Netflix because they don't have the overhead that we have. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Uh, God, I, I, where, how often do you guys do it? I'd say every two months, maybe three months. I sit down and I look at all my monthly fees for everything I'm paying for, whether it's streaming or and sometimes it's journalism. I try to take a look and say, okay, could I bundle some of these things together? Is there any way that I can make this cleaner? And, oh, by the way, how much am I paying for this stuff while I'm also paying for cable? Anybody, anybody in that all position? The time. All the time. All, yeah, of course. And I swear I, the thing I love and most. I, I have to be double paying for 10 things. I, I swear the thing I love most about having cable and Xfinity is the C button. Like to just go to the Pull sports up what app. What sports is on? I don't know where it is. Where yeah. is it? Oh, okay, great. Then I can just hit the button, and it's it's cleaner and it's better. Or the microphone. God bless the microphone. I, I, listen, I haven't cut the cord. I haven't either. I love it. It's easier to change channels. It feel now. I will say, some of my friends that stream are actually they they're they're right there with me. 
Like I occasionally get texts in the group chat of, that are slightly ahead of what I'm watching on TV, and I know they're watching on YouTube, YouTube TV. That pisses me off. Well, no, no. I, I'm right now. I'm thinking of you watching an NFL playoff game at Shane's house and being upset about not being in real time. That was a tough day. That, that was a tough day. Alyssa still brings that up. You remember when Danny sat there in the chair and said, "I can't bet live." You can't. I looked at the live odds in that in that game when Brock Purdy got hurt. That was what it was. It was when Purdy got hurt. It was the NFC Championship. And I, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense, guys. Then the next play, the dude blew out his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that happened. Yeah. That was that was ruined by cutting the cord. Mm-hmm. We were scooped. That's why, <laughs> that's why I've never come over, <laughs> hey. Shane. That and the invite. Uh, Those are the two things. But mostly it's that I don't even want to hang out. You've been invited to every housewarming. That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't gone. The, You've been there. I'm jealous. The this is a, it's a, this is going to be a very complicated life. I or yeah, uh, or we'll just add it to the list of things that I'll pay for. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, how are you going to not pay for it? I think they count on our confusion. The service will be available to. Oh, this is interesting. The service will be available to all ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Max subscribers. And each company will own one third of the product. Oh, so if if I have Hulu, I get it automatically. But so then, yeah, you know what? This might actually be the thing that gets me to cut the cord. Is this too many cooks, though? Are there too many many cooks cooks in one kitchen? It kind of feels like that. It's (sighs) yeah. Well, I love this. This is. I don't know if this person is being funny or serious. That Fox has gone woke. And it's going to be kind of funny when, like, Fox political commentators are criticizing, like, Disney World for their policies, mm. but then they're in business over the streaming stuff. It's just, it's all so fake and performative. I, I, I wonder if this is going to end up making things easier. If this is that much under the same streaming umbrella, if it's going to consolidate the viewing for a lot of people. And as you say, as you're leaning you know, get you towards thinking about cord cutting. Can I get NBC Sports Chicago and Marquee on the streaming services? No. Okay. Well, then we can't do it. You have to do Marquee on its own through their app if you don't have it through Xfinity. Right. So, okay, right. So then but I- yes, you could pay 20 bucks a month for Marquee on its own without having cable. Of course, yes. That's the direct-to-consumer product that is launched. But it's not. it's not... You'd have to leave YouTube TV or Hulu TV Correct. Plus to go to a different app Correct. and interface. I, don't, I can't do I that. I think the only service that has it built in proprietary is Fubo. Okay, well, that does, that's not included in this. <laughs> that I, was thought the best. Was, I thought it was Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> that was around for a few days. Foobar. I thought it was Bufu. I thought it was Tofu. I mean, I have a tofu press. I don't have a fubo press. Why do you have a tofu press? Enough with the gadgets. You don't need a tofu press. Oh, it's so fun. It works so fast. It's awesome. You can't rush pressing water out of tofu. You <laughs> yes, can't rush you can. That. With my tofu press, I can. You shouldn't. It's it's, it's an inferior product. When also, you do that. that that's part of my workout regimen. I do ten tofu presses every morning, regardless. As part so of my. Woke. my <laughs> Roy Wood Jr. in half an hour. Wow. What did he tell to us that you, he said via text to you? He said he's that, got a question. Uh, he's got a question for men.
He's got, got a, a question a, for men. He's got a question for men. Do, at, we, do uh, we know any men? We'll we'll uh, we'll find some for okay. the four twenty five. There's, there's got to be a few listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll join uh, Roy Wood in half an hour. Uh, Bill Fickner at five o'clock. More on this uh, fallout to the media story in the NFL. Hey, and I I read today there's a new bias against a certain type of person. That I had never heard of this bias before. I want to run it by you. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Hey everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. It sucks to lose, Gentry. Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. It sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. That's Mike Vrabel. He doesn't have a job. But a lot of people love him as a coach. Seemed to end poorly with the relationships in the building. But a lot of people expect him to get a job again soon. Yeah, a lot of people shocked that he didn't get a job in this hiring cycle and think he'll be the jewel of next year's hiring cycle. Tough to rely on that you know but that is certainly something that is out there bill belichick will be in next year's hiring cycle ben johnson bobby sloak jr there there'll be a lot of names that and there's always a surprise one or two um we should say we have roy wood jr coming up in 20 minutes we've got bill fickner at five o'clock i am googling what a texter sent in about the super box yeah you guys aware of the Superbox? I was Before we not get to this aware. Thing? You guys hear the Superbox? It's, it's in reaction to the sports streaming story, which is uh, taking the internet by storm right now. All these different entities coming together. We're talking about multiple streaming services and cable and how you live your television life. It, it's um, it's apparently a because like a bunch of the sub questions on like you know if the on Google like if you want to ask, do you want to ask this about the thing? It's like is Superbox legal? Is Superbox a loophole in piracy laws? And it, Looks like it is. It's a two hundred and fifty dollar device that allows you to stream everything, but they basically say you're just streaming it. We're not providing the content for you, so I don't really get it. Me either. But apparently, so, sounds a, like they cracked Amazon Fire Stick. But there's but there it's a one time fee for the. There's no monthly service, and it says you get all of the live sports streamed. Huh. I mean, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. And I'm now not, we're talking about it live on the air. I got to be honest. I'm not terribly uh, concerned with the morality on this one if it works. Yeah, it, here's the problem. The <laughs> website uh, for the product is called Superbox S5 Store. Please trust us. This is fine.com. Okay, good. Great. So I'm not so sure about that. Texter says Superbox S5. It's awesome. You get every game. All you need is Wi-Fi. My father-in-law has a super box. It totally works, but it feels totally illegal. I'm not concerned with the feel. Do, do the games come in in HD in real time? 4K. For for, two, 4K for two, resolution for two, on the super box. For 250 one-time fee, I'm done with cable, but then you just have to pay for Netflix or whatever that you want to log into, but it's one-time fee. I'm in, And you get all the sports. I'm interested. I find the whole thing too confusing. It all makes me feel like George Brett on an airplane. You know, like, like, why do I have to do all these different things? Where's my Sudoku? Where's my newspaper? Yeah, I don't know. I admit, but I'm interested. I am. I am very, very interested. I will be doing a little bit of uh, digging on that 
Uh, I miss the box so, scores. Nobody reads the box scores. I know anymore. that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem, George. Yeah. Okay. Um, Diana Rossini works at the Athletic. Used to be at ESPN. NFL reporter. And I want you to know. I want you to tell me if you've ever heard of this bias uh, when it comes to hiring practices or just how people view other people. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions and that is a factor which i left i said stop that that's not something that's real who cares what someone physically looks like and he said i'm just telling you i've been i've been in rooms and and somebody's physical presence can make a difference <laughs> so wait a minute <laughs> yeah he's too big <laughs> He's too big and imposing. So GMs, so so like she said, a GM uh, said he's too big. Sure, <laughs> but not like is that Howie a, Roseman explaining why he would never hire Mike Vrabel? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I Ryan don't, Poles wouldn't be intimidated. Never. By him. He's a big guy. Do we have the biggest GM in the NFL? I mean, John Lynch. Yeah, that's a big GM. I don't know, but Poles used to be a lineman. We Pol- might have Pol- the biggest. Poles prob- probably bigger. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't considered that. That's how I judge other GMs. By, by, by size. size. By size. Yeah. By height. Golfers by height. <laughs> yeah. yeah fa- famously. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I heard that. I was like, well, that sounds really dumb. Do we have to add it? Racism. Sexism. Heightism. Ageism. We have to add. Because that, that's not even like a fat shaming thing. Because you've heard, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that person's fat. They are lazy. Like, whatever tropes come associated with it. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, waddle over here. Oh, so cruel. But like ex NFL player who's in shape I and works punched, out. Punch Terry Bradshaw in the arm. Not he would have died. <laughs> big guy. Come on. Waddle over here. As you win the Super Bowl oh. in front of a hundred million people, you're told to waddle over to collect your trophy. It's a tough moment. That is Oh, oh, God, all these macho jags. I'm just saying, imagine being Vrabel. You're like, I overachieved in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. Uh-huh. I can't get a job. And now one of the 10 most prominent NFL reporters in the game says that she's talked to a general manager. <laughs> there are only 32 of them. Yeah. And one of them said that Vrabel's stature in the room is too intimidating. That's crazy. That is crazy. Now she goes on Twitter later and clarifies. She's like, she, that's not, she said, she said, that's not why he doesn't have a job, but that story did exactly happen. I'm like, well, that sounds hey man. crazy. If, if, if that happened, like, these are, these are humans. These are humans who can get intimidated in conversations where they're trying to stand strong and if Rabel is a confident and loud guy who's also large and imposing and god i i I suppose big guy oh god it's you know these are group conversations that need to take place in draft rooms and beyond and a whole bunch of people trying to out macho each other and now you've got some 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 brainier forces who don't want to be intimidated by football people, perhaps. I, I yeah. don't know. 
I don't know, man. Blech. I, I I know. I just I, I saw that. I was like, that is completely insane, but apparently a real thing. We have an extended version of the of the press release. You want to hear what you get with the streaming service? Okay, so yeah, so to update, this is major entertainment entities all coming together for a consolidated streaming service with sports at the focus. Yes. Okay. So ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery forming a joint venture to launch a streaming sports service in the U.S. will bring together sports linear networks and direct-to-consumer service ESPN+, offering to include NFL, NBA, WNBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, college sports, UFC, PGA Tour Golf, Grand Slam Tennis, the FIFA World Cup, cycling, and much more. The service will be offered through a new standalone app, built from the ground up for the passionate sports fan. All right, so pause there for a second. That's fascinating. So does that mean that MLB blackout rules apply or do not apply? You know, like all, I all assume these... this is I assume that this is like the national uh, the national you know, you, broadcast. You get Sunday Night Baseball. You get the Fox Saturday game. You get the properties that these people own. You, so, do, you do not get local baseball. Okay, so MLB Network when they carry games during the week, that kind of thing. Well, who owns M- no? Who owns MLB Network? MLB. Right. That's not ESPN, Fox, or Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm. So this isn't all MLB. This, you know what I mean? This okay. isn't. It, 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 they're just saying this offering will include things from these sports. There will be sports that fall outside of it, um, because, like for example, NBC is not included in this. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. So that like would Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Olympics, yeah, right? For like sure. the Olympics. So th- this is not all sports. These are just the sports properties that these three giant companies own. And to clarify that and expand on the bottom of the press release, fans would have access to the linear sports networks as well, including ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, True TV, as well as ESPN+. Plus. So, yes, no MLB Network, no NBC. No NFL Network. No NFL Yeah, right, because those, those fall outside of these three companies that have partnered together. But the other thing said that if you already had, right, because yeah, right here, the offering scheduled to launch in the fall would be made available directly to consumers via a new app. Subscribers would also have the ability to bundle the product, including with Disney Plus, Hulu, and or Max. So, I mean, basically the question is, is this good enough to get you to cut the cord? You still have to deal with NBC games? You'd have to deal with NBC, right. NBC games? NBC games. CBS games. CBS games. NBC cable affiliates? CBS right, regional cable. sport right so regional sport networks RSNs uh, so it, NB- NBC Sports Chicago you still need right NBC Sports Chicago marquee games on CBS which you know like the Masters and the NFL no and NBC Sunday Night Football the Olympics so the answer is no this is not an alternative to cable still ugh <laughs> ugh but, but you should uh, have one-stop shopping for some of the multiple places that you go. Yeah, and hopefully it it it, it for maybe on the go stuff it'll be better. You know, okay, I'm out and about and I want to watch Monday night football on my phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a better way to do that. Okay. Yeah, why can't it just be everything like cable used to be? It can't. I what so I pay for internet and a home security system through Xfinity plus HBO, 
Hulu, Max, Netflix. I guess HBO is Max. Uh, net, I mean, I should really take a minute and think about what I pay a month yes, for, you for entertainment, internet, and security. How often do you access those apps? How often are you actually finding yourself watching something that's not a sport or like you and Steph watching a movie sometimes? I don't know, man. Like you, you gotta be. You got two little kids. You're attached to the house. Like we, the, the TV's on every night. Miss Rachel's free on YouTube, baby. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying I watch it. Kids are asleep. It's 8 p.m. Apple TV. You pay for that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Apple TV is the one that I watch the least. For sure. And I, I love shrinking. I loved shrinking. I thought Lessons in Chemistry was really, really good. I didn't watch that. I watched Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, that's a great point. That's the Jim Harbaugh story. Ted Lasso, yeah, right. just asking, but but yeah, there's a, there's, so there's a lot, and all it takes is one every once in a while, and you're like, well, I watched Fargo season five, which I thought was brilliant, and I was like, oh, good thing I have Hulu for that. But you pay for it every month of the year that you don't watch something on it. That's how they get you, right? So then you have to have like the internal conversation with yourself: Do I just buy this season on Amazon Prime? I'm already paying for Amazon Prime. Just let me go on the Amazon Prime app, buy the fifth season of Fargo, and then I'm paying a one-time thing to watch those through, and I have them forever. Yeah, yeah instead of, instead of paying for Hulu, fifteen ninety nine a month for Hulu. Hmm. Yeah, so like again, like Hulu is bundled with Disney Plus, and you know what I mean. Oh, that's another Disney Plus. That's the one that you need to have with kids. Yes. It's got all the Pixar movies but and all the Disney movies. You've got that in your ESPN Plus bundle, though, right? You do that bundle? See, that's the thing. This is just going to be another I, yeah. conceivable bundle that might consolidate some of your payments in, in that way. But, but it's got to be 600 a month when you factor in Internet and a home security system. It's got to be. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. I wonder if CBS and NBC were given the opportunity to get in on this and shows against it. I'd be fascinated with that backstory because if you're CBS choosing not to be involved here or not being involved here, this technically means that people can watch the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament on TNT, TBS, and True TV, but then can't watch when it gets to CBS. Yeah, I mean, if this was your only provider, but again, I mean, CBS, you could get out with an antenna. You know what I mean? CBS, you could. CBS, you can get with an antenna. But wasn't the Final Four on TNT or TBS last year? I think the Final Four was on one of those cable channels. I don't think it was only on CBS. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I'm almost positive you needed to have cable to watch the Final Four last year. I'm almost positive. But. I don't know, man. There's people out there, um, Jeff Agrest, uh, Richard Deitch, saying this is cable, that this this agreement essentially is cable. It's not because of the entities we just discussed that are missing. So it, it doesn't clean it up as much as uh, as much as you'd like. It's no, it's a, just a move, it's a move in that direction. direction, but it's not cable. And maybe it is a move that signals that eventual direction. Yeah, I probably wonder, is. I, I wonder if they called. NBC and CBS. And, and said... Like, hey, we're, do, we're doing this. Yeah, do you guys want to lump Peacock and Paramount Plus... Probably not. ...and, and your stuff into it? And, and NBC just went through a big thing trying to get you to pay for Peacock. Obviously, year one using the NFL, 
But I remember when I got the emails saying, hey, by the way, this peacock that you've been having for free, now we're going to start charging you $2.99. If you don't want that, then email us back or, or whatever it is, you know? And so they just went through a whole ordeal trying to get you to pay for Peacock and using the NFL as a tool. So maybe they're not ready to concede and go down this road. Clearly, clearly. CBS and Paramount Plus for last year's Final Four, the last available round that was on cable was the Elite Eight, uh, the first two games on TBS. Okay, Okay, thank you. So Elite Eight games. Elite Eight games were on cable. Those are big games. Those are big games. (laughs) Those are big games. That's when there's only eight left. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. They're usually the the most elite of the the group. Those are also, though... In on a weekday and in a in a in a day part for first two games of the Elite Eight. Oh, uh, it was a Saturday. Yeah, March twenty fifth, Saturday, March twenty fifth, a six o'clock game and an eight forty nine game. Okay, so like I was saying, that was a Saturday <laughs> game. Yeah. All right, thank you for the help. No problem. Man, I got to learn more about this super box. That's what I can I can I steal this from all of the cable companies and all of the media companies for a few years until they cl- close the loophole. Mm. Superbox, how delayed is it? Does it work? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's an unbelievable concept. A good even, even though the, there's a massive question of legality. Yeah. All right, I'm tweeting about the Superbox and seeing what comes back. See what happens. Yeah. Texture says, I don't know about you guys, but I, for one, trust our legislators to protect us from corporate <laughs> greed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, and separate crowdsourcing question. Do those apps work that they go through your billing and see that you're, like, double or triple paying for things? Like Acorn? Yeah, Acorn does, that, do does, that? That, does that stuff work? Where it's like, oh, you have uh, three Netflix accounts. I don't know, man. Yeah, it works. We wife and I did it one time. We realized we were paying for two audibles. I think there you go. But it, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so it turns out we're still just poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, yeah. we're not uh, doing anything wrong. Didn't just, clean you, that you, up. You have to turn over your credit card information. Is that what it is? Uh, you, you give them your credit card billing, and then they tell you your bank account number. Yeah, bank account number. Which you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a th- what. What could go wrong? Yeah, they all Tanny. have. It. They all have it anyway. Right. Paying for two audibles, and then Odie just yells out "Red Seven, Red Seven, and one of them's canceled. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., big Cubs fan, friend of the show, Speaks po- uh, podcast partner, uh, Daily Show, former Daily Show correspondent. He's going to join us to talk about sports and a comedy show that he's got in Chicago coming up in June. Parker's and Speak on the score. Roy Wood Jr., comedian and lifelong Cubs fan. Is going to sing, take me out to the ballgame. Roy Wood Jr. Let me redeem my terrible first pitch. Sing it loud, Chicago. Stand-up comedian. Somebody named Jack want to be called Jill. You can't do that. Meanwhile, half your favorite entertainers have been performing under a fake name. (laughs) You had no problems with that. Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry. Let that sink in while you refuse to call a trans person what they want to be called. This sweaty-ass Hulkamania Hollywood Hogan is a n- from Tampa named Terry. As seen on The Daily Show. You quit this awesome job at The Daily Show. Okay. You don't see it that way. No. It is an awesome job, but you have to look at what do you want for yourself next. Host of the 2023 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Roy's a great guy. I'm going to be fine with your jokes, but I'm not sure about Dark Brandon. Don't give it up for Dark Brandon. Happy to be here. Oh, real quick, Mr. President, I think you left some of your classified documents up here. You can get the book. Roy Wood Jr. Okay. You know, let me hear if and get to a game so I can swing on Cole right. Right? Yeah! With Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score.
You can see Roy Wood Jr. on our Twitch and YouTube stream. Probably more importantly, tickets are available for his next tour. He's coming to Chicago June 22nd, Athenaeum Center, over there on Southport. That is a great spot, Roy. I don't know how long stand-up's been happening at the (laughs) Athenaeum, but that is a cool old theater, sir. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, all right. I was just informed I myself. need to recut some promos that I just did for TikTok. <laughs> well, she goes, Speaks says it's Athenaeum. I, be- I believe I it is. I said Athenaeum. That's what I was going to say, I'm, too. I'm from Alabama. We hit that T-H, Athenaeum. You got to hit your Chicago peeps, man. We are here for you to help with this kind of stuff. How you boys doing? Happy, happy, happy Super Bowl week and happy. Oh, my Lord. Are we going to keep Justin Fields or not stress month that Bears fans always go through every February and March? Yeah, man. My condolences. Yeah, I've had a few meltdowns on these very airwaves uh, recently, and I'm expecting a few more. What would you do? Fields or Caleb? You keep him. You keep him. Either way, you still gotta you still gotta grind for two, three more years. Okay. Williams ain't gonna come in and be an instant solution. So you run with the guy that's already played his heart out for you. Give him the tools and see where you're at. And then in three years, there will be some new Caleb that you can go get instead if you're not happy with him. You know, this is that's the per- this is the pervasive theory, Roy, among like Every, I don't like it. Every player actively in the league, I think every former player, and maybe every person that has ever been held back by a boss or coworkers who didn't quite do their thing, like it's very easy to relate to that, isn't it? I know you can. Yeah, that's little, but that's the thing about football is that football is the one sport where your productivity is still blamed on your coworkers' mistakes. If Andre Dawson won the MVP on a last place team, they still took time to recognize, hey, you're good. I don't know what those other eight people were doing when they were at the plate, but you did the damn thing, Andre. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nobody has to block for you. If you can hit the ball, you just hit the ball. Nobody has to block. Nobody has to catch on the other end of the pass. So I I, I think football is one of those sports where you really get shafted if you don't have the right system around you or the right coach as well. If I'm Justin Fields, the way you ensure – that you do not get traded is that you have to date a woman more famous than you. Mm. This is the new trend in the NFL. And I've done the research. Okay. Um, You know, Jonathan Owens is dating the most decorated, one of the most decorated, the most decorated gym. Somebody check the stats. I don't want somebody trying to cancel me over metal counts, but I know it's. (laughs) You don't want big gymnast. You don't want big gym, you know, big gymnast. It's 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 either Biles or Phelps. Bottom line, I wouldn't know the name Jonathan Owens if not for Simone Biles with respect to Jonathan Owens and whatever his stat lines are. And you see what's happening with Kelsey. And the hotel, Kelsey was already Kelsey, but now regular people can. My mom, this is a black woman from the civil rights movement asking me, who the white boy with the fade? I'm like, mom, you've never cared about football. Yeah, but all my, my mom's an educator. So for context, she has to be up on pop culture because that's how she connects with her students. So my mom has to know all of the stuff that, 
I'm, I would assume your mom does not know who Taylor Swift is. Does she speak? Uh, no, my, my mom has passed, so she doesn't know. <laughs> See, it's usually me that does that, Roy, where I ask about somebody's <laughs> relative, the relative and they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad probably knows, you know? Oh, that's a good question. And we he should, shouldn't. We should call and Herb and ask him if he knows yeah, Taylor Swift. I'll, I'll call Herb and find, and find yeah, out. Let's go through a medium. Yeah, I, I really think, though, that... Justin Fields still has a lot left in the tank and a lot left to offer the Bears. And I just think that professional organizations, are, what happened to just developing a guy? What happened to the old school Peyton Manning, two and four, one and 15 Colts, and you just eat it for a couple of years? It's been 38 and- starts, Roy. It's 38 starts. Justin doesn't quite see it the way you need to as a pocket quarterback. I'm sorry. 38 starts with the best O-line and the best possible defense. All right. Thanks for your call. (laughs) Thanks for your call. Good luck. Everything. Like, what do y'all want out of quarterbacks after three seasons? Do you want to go all the way to the championship? That'd be cool. Year three. That's unrealistic. Like, yo, football fans have my son. And I'm throwing myself in this. We have such an unrealistic baseball level turnaround or basketball level turnaround. This one draft pick is going to take us from the two, from the eight seed to the two seed, and then we'll be we'll be right back in the hunt. No, you're not. It's football. You got to cook for a while, and you got to get lucky, and you got to have a good staff. And I don't think that Fields has necessarily had everything around him. So why only blame him? Because they have We're the number blame, one pick, Roy. Because they have the num- blame, they have the number one okay. pick. Okay. If they well, didn't then, have the number one pick, it'd be a different conversation. Well, then trade down and draft two fat boys to block for them. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Did yeah. you see, have you seen any video of that center from Oregon? His body doesn't even make sense to me. Like talk, he's like he's athletic and he can move people, but my God, it is it is an impressive belly. I, I admire it's, it. It's insane. It's insane. And then you ask him what he eats all day. He probably says broccoli and oatmeal. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a liar. How are you doing that? Here's, here's, a, here's a question I have. I want to pose to you boys. Please. Please. Speaking of speaking of body and enhancing your body. Are y'all familiar with this height surgery that men are getting now? Like that's the new cosmetic craze? No. Men. It, it, is it like where they break the legs and, and lengthen yeah, they break your legs? Your shin. Yeah, they break your shin and they add a three-inch rod between both broken shins. Screw that rod to your shin. Wow. You walk like RoboCop for a year. And then you're back to green flag racing and you're three, four inches taller. And it it costs about $80,000 to do. And that's what a lot of men are doing. I'm not mad at it because statistically, taller men make more money over the course of their life than shorter men by about 300,000. You're clear about an extra 300K if you're, if you're six, if you're five, 10 or taller. So that's a 220K difference. That math works. Yeah, you drop in, you drop 80, you make back, you make it back over the course of your life. Now, penile extension surgery only costs $10,000. To which I <laughs> offer the question to you boys, which one do you think would give you a better life? Oh, it's a good question. Is, is there data? Six foot uh-huh. To add a foot to your height or add a foot of meat? <laughs> Wait, that- I, I added a foot to either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there There's di- no limit to height surgery. Let me just add that. Oh, you that's what I. That's, that's, a, that's a big detail. You, you, now you need a whole year to recover from the first round, and then you go back and RoboCop it again for oh, another wow. year. 
Is, is there uh, is there data out there about how longer penile individuals perform financially over the course of a lifetime? Do you have that data? Depends on the occupation. If you're a stripper, <laughs> I would imagine you're cleaning up. Right. If you had Chippendale in Vegas, is that still a thing? Do they still have Chippendales, or is everything on OnlyFans now? <laughs> believe they still have it danny where are you going which one i listen i'm already i'm already six feet you're taller yes yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's pretty obvious and conversely <laughs> yeah i'm not conversely i conversely because i'm doing just fine yeah. i appreciate you asking roy yeah i'll take the height yeah myself the answer is height the answer is always height the answer is never more more meat it's never that's a burden you're just gonna scare people, and it's it's not a good thing. I, and I, I I wanted to pose that question. I, my point is, <laughs> what think, is your point, Roy? Do you think as plastic surgeries get better, as they do over decade by decade, do you think we're going to slowly drift into the realm of the super athlete? Like once your body, like you got to figure puberty pulls up about what 21 22 years old and let's say the scouting report on you is trash and you don't have enough height you go get the robocop surgery you come back for a year and then you go back to the combine now i don't know at that point <laughs> if your bone structure can handle that do you think that's where we're headed it could be in like professional sports tommy john's surgery is damn near elective at this point and guys are coming back with better fastballs that's so, what I'm saying. So why the hell not? It reminds me, Danny, you and I were talking about this off the air. Roy Wood Jr. is our guest. There's a thing out there called the Enhanced Games. Oh, yeah, like basically the steroid Olympics. It's basically, it, <laughs> it finally, it, it exists. Bring it on. And who is it? Is it Peter Thiel who invested yeah, in it? Yeah, the PayPal, PayPal oh, guy just dropped some money to fund it. Yeah, so it, it finally Love is it. here that, that it's a sports radio topic from the 90s. Come Love to life it. right here. You can the use whatever you want. The only flaw in the steroid games is that they're only allowing steroids. Why not open the floor to all drugs? Do you understand track and field on meth? (laughs) It's a great point. Do you understand the speed with which people will run? The ferocity of jujitsu. Is it taekwondo? Yeah, Olympics is taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah, The speed of the sprints are on speed. Yeah. This is this is the this is the better idea than the idea I had. My my idea to make the Olympics better was to do the summer games in the winter, oh, that's which I good. still stand beside. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Phelps is the best. All right, let's put him in a lake, twenty degrees. <laughs> what happens now? <laughs> I, I'd watch. That's yeah, what, see that's what I'm saying? What I, I'd watch. Yeah. The hundred meter dash on black ice? Oh, come on, dog. Yeah, yeah you're man. right. Oh, I oh. like that. Get Michaela Schifrin trying to ski down a hill with no snow. Like, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. How, how good That's, are you? I'm 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 all for that, bro. I, I, I support that one thousand percent. I support an enhanced games. I just think that the line between between medical tech and playing the game, quote unquote, the right way is eventually going to get blurred because of surgeries like this RoboCop surgery. You're just mm-hmm. going to have people. And, and I don't think any sensible parent will put a teenager through something as horrific as that type of surgery. But if you're a guy in the G League and you're 26, 27, 
And if the technology exists down the road where you know your bone won't crumple like a front bumper of a Honda Accord, then maybe you do get the surgery and then you come back. And then is that cheating? Well, you're a Hollywood, uh, you're Hollywood elite. Uh, Roy, uh, I'm I mean, on basic cable and I quit that job. <laughs> I don't know if elite is the word I would use. Well, I am uh, adjacent. He's playing the Athenaeum Center. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you're you're Hollywood, Hollywood elite adjacent. You've done movies with John Hamm. You know, like I've I, been invited to one sex party and they tried to charge me. So that's how I know. I'm not Illuminati. By the way, the going price for a sex party is $4,500 for seven days. But that's a separate conversation. For seven days? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was a trip. It's like a travel trip thing where like a bunch of just adult celebs just all go and they just bang each other. I don't even know if I should be telling you this, but I'm just offended that they charged me. They would, so. they would have let you in for cheaper if you would have had the surgery. <laughs> if you led with hey, Roy. if you led with the receipt. Yeah. We heard you got a foot of meat. We all want to see it. We're big fans. We love we love Daily Show. I've always watched you on Daily Show. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, yes, you're good. I am Hollywood adjacent. Yeah, you're Hollywood elite adjacent. I assume that a lot of those actors are using like human growth hormone and like things to stay young and vibrant, that it is just yeah. it's just another tool in the arsenal, like hair dye. But but to be fair, that's also about finances. Sylvester Stallone admitted to roiding up for some of those films and mm -hmm. taking Botox and stuff like that. I believe, I don't want to put this on him if it's not true, but I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackman was on some sort of regiment to get super, super ripped for Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I, it I, may just, like, I, I, I could be wrong because he was on the cover of Men's Health, and I know Men's <laughs> Health, like, that, like, like for real, Men's Health Magazine is like real big on making sure that your regiment was pure and wholesome and blah, blah, blah. But there's, act, there's action stars all the time who are taking roids and it's for our entertainment. And you get 20 million in return. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's a fair deal. It, it doesn't bother me the way it does other people. You know, I, I understand that, that drugs... I understand that illegal drugs have caused a scourge and an issue of addiction in our country and caused countless lives that we've lost to overdoses. But we must also acknowledge some of the great entertainment products we've gotten because <laughs> of drugs. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sammy Sosa. Roy. So many good movies. So many great albums. The Grammys were there. You know how much Coke was in that room? It was an Austria. Yeah, tell us some more about Lots. these sex parties and the coke, man. It seems like Lots. it's <laughs> And let me be and let me be clear. This is a sex party for adults. I don't want y'all to think this is some weird Thank craziness you. going on. Yeah, you're not yeah. on a list. This is, yeah. this is a bunch of consenting adults, mostly porn stars, who go, hey, <laughs> once a year for seven days, we go to a resort and we just bang each other. We'd be honored if you'd want to come through sometimes there's some actors and i'm all for networking but that just seems like a lot of pressure <laughs> the audacity to charge roy wood jr for such it's things just a lot of pressure that's the wrong place for you to 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 not let me think of a nice radio way to say this for your flagpole to not be raised it's full mast <laughs> That was you a know. decently nice way to put it. Yeah, that worked. We, we work, appreciate you it. You work in a room like that, and then your flagpole doesn't go to full mass. Now you got people spreading rumors about you, and you're getting, <laughs> now you got to hire a hitman, and it's just, it's awful. 
Roy, uh, how, awful. how are you feeling? I mean, the Cubs' big move was stealing counsel from the Brewers. There's no Bellinger. They're picked second in the division by, by the odds makers. Are you concerned about the Cubs as we stand here on February 6th? Craig Council could finish second. He, he knows how to bring the best out of his players and people that you normally wouldn't expect to get productivity from. Also, he loves, he loves to play a little bit of small ball. You could give Craig Council, you could give him seven professional baseball players and two employees from Dominic's, and I guarantee you he'll still figure out a way to win 85 games. <laughs> That's just what he does. With respect to the employees at Dominic's, I'm sure you're great at your softball league, but you're not Major League Baseball players. Um, I'm excited. You know, I still, my heart still hurts a little bit for David Ross. And I think it always will, but because he got a ring with this and he did like, it's just, it's, it's the one name. Like that was like, I don't know. It it was like when you found out that Ross got fired, you're like, no, oh, we got who? Yeah, no, you were excited. You were so excited about council and you were texting me and I was still sad about Ross. I hadn't crossed the threshold yet, but I'm glad you're happy. And and I think most people are happy now. You're still sad. There's still like a, dang, man, that was, ah, but how could you not? He's right there. And you know that, you know, the, you know, Ricketts in the game, they're going to spend money. And I know Milwaukee likes to penny pinch. Also, those brats are underrated. And Craig Council probably wants a real Chicago dog at this point. (laughs) It's time. Let the man have some food. Go see this man, Roy Wood Jr. at the Athenaeum Center. Or Athenium. We're not sure. Or Athenium. It's, 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 now June, I really don't know which one is right. Speaks is pretty confident. I'm, I'm pretty sure, man. It's I've seen June some rock 22nd, shows. It's June 22nd. RoyWoodJr.com for all of the information. Thank you, Roy. This was fun. I appreciate it. Come to the show so I can get this $4,400. Yeah. <laughs> we will be there. That's a way to sell it. Finance Roy's next sex trip. <laughs> That'll work, man. And his surgery. Thank See you, Roy. Say. I was. Thank you. That's Roy Wood Jr., ladies and gentlemen. He also just sold a memoir, The yeah. Man of Many Fathers. He's a lot, of, a lot of things we could talk to that man about. A lot of plates spinning for we that man. We are very late, but don't worry. The show will get weirder with Bill Fickner at 5. Parkinson Spiegel at the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. You know him from basically every movie and TV show ever. Bill Fickner. Listen, I only want to be known from this show from now on. That's it. People say to me, were you in that movie? I said, no, but I was on 670. The score. Afternoons on the score. Bill Fickner will join us in a couple of minutes. Big game coverage on the score is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. They look awesome. I am intrigued and want to look into one for the balcony. Tanny swears by his. Uh, I said I'm going to get one this summer. He said, you don't need to wait for the summer. So S'mores. S'mores. Right. Absolutely. Heat source. Anything you could use fire for. Yeah, burning stuff if you wanted to. And for the safety of your children, because I know Owen has a great respect for fire, but still they have this like ring table that sits around the top of it. The kids can't get near and touch the hot exterior. Uh-huh. That's smart. Tanny does swear by his. He just sits out there and drops F-bombs <laughs> all night. Left and Man. right. It's a good F- place F- to baby. swear. Solo stove. Solostove.com. All right, we'll talk to Bill Fickner 
He's a great character actor who you know from a million things if you don't know him as our Buffalo Bills expert. I wonder if he's finally over the loss because he wanted some time before he came on to talk about it. Bill Fickner next on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Johnny B. I'm riveted to the score. It's the last bastion of talk radio because you can just have conversation and you can let people talk and get an opinion. You know, local radio, that's it. Afternoons on the score. Let's understand what the rules are. Let's do it the right way. Let's still have fun. His voice triggers me. Well, I mean, it had been too good of a run. Roy Wood Jr. was amazing. Bill Fickner was amazing. <laughs> we, but both of those celebrities, yeah. legitimate famous people, asked us what the Bears are going to do with Fields v. Caleb's. <laughs> you knew it was coming with Fickner, didn't you? As soon as he said it, he's like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta ask you something. I got to ask you guys something. <laughs> Has it anyone is. brought this up? Yeah, he's not going to ask us a question about radio <laughs> or our lives. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not even really sure that he knows either of our first names. I don't know. It's just the score in it's Chicago. He knows Shane's name. Yeah. He should. Yeah. But, yeah. But so, he did but, say congratulations. He, he did. He did. But uh, our guy Mark Carmen over at CHGO was doing uh, the whole media day thing. And people are like, oh, I got to talk to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. Oh, God. Carm, knowing where the story is, makes a beeline for Matt Nagy. I remember when I talked to you all when I first got here, and I, I, I explained to everybody here that this offense, it takes a few years to get going. Ah, <laughs> uh, shut up. That's not what happened yesterday. <laughs> so painful, Danny. My God, every time I hear his voice, I think of how it eventually got, which was just the worst stubborn, one-idea nonsense four times a week that we carried for way too many minutes. And but, but again, like, again, with all due respect, uh, all due respect, uh, that it's going to be the, the last time I talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I hope. A boy can dream. That's real. Well, in case you needed more Matt Nagy in your life, uh, he was there when they drafted Justin Fields. Oh, I remember that. So he's got, he's got thoughts on the state Justin's of Justin Justin's going to be our starter. Yep. Yeah, he was so happy about it. He was. Uh, here is, are we going to get to present day? I remember he said, Justin's going to be our starter, and we're going to give him the worst game plan in the history of NFL game plans yes. against Cleveland. We're just going to leave him completely alone, leave bad tackles on an island with all pro pass rushers. It was a bold strategy, Cotton, and it did not work out for him. Here is present day Matt Nagy on the Bears situation. I'm just curious your reaction to everything that's going on in Chicago with Justin or not to keep Justin. Like, I, I'm assuming you're at least aware of it. What, 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 what are you thinking about what's happening in Bears land with that? Yeah, I mean, it, it always goes. With, it comes with the territory. We knew that um, years ago when we drafted him. But um, I think I think he's done a really, really good job um, at the quarterback position, really growing. And I think you know, it, it's always it's always a million dollar question every year for a lot of different teams is trying to. Um, decide do you want to stick with your guy, move on in, in different types of years. But I, I'm, I'm proud of Justin. I think the guys did a great job with him. And um, I, I, uh, I just think that he's worked so hard this year. He's improved, and um, he can really do a lot of good things. Do you think if he goes elsewhere, he could take off? Absolutely. But, but again, like, you know, he, he can uh, – he's going to have success um, – and what he does just because he cares too much, he's very passionate, and he's a good kid. So when you have all that, you put it all together, good things usually happen. And, and your time with him, most proud of? Just him being who he was, you know, just sticking to his – I mean, we went through, through some tough times, as we all know, 
Um, a lot of times that happens as a rookie, and I, I look back and say, you know, how could I have been better to be able to help him and put him in better situations? And then I know he, you know, you, you do that as well as a rookie and as, as teammates. And so um, you want to learn and grow from those experiences. And I think he's done that. You know, in the NFL and really in sports in general, you want to grow every year. You want to get a little bit better. And some guys do it faster than others, but. I know one thing's for sure, he's he's going the right way with his growth, and that's important. Last one, people say with Caleb that they compare him to Patrick. I don't know how much you've seen Caleb, but do you, do you see that at all? I, again, it wouldn't be fair to, to either one of those quarterbacks. I haven't watched um, you know, very much of Caleb other than on TV. Um, I've been able to see Justin in, in crossover of film that we've watched the teams that the Bears have played when we're playing this year. And, and again, when I, you know, it's you want to watch the defense, but in my position, I also want to watch and see how Justin's doing, and because I'm rooting for him, you know, I think he's a hell of a kid, he's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, the future is very bright for him, and, and uh, I'm rooting for him. He's uh, the voice can be triggering. He wants to be a head coach again, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was a pretty diplomatic way of handling all of that. There was some accountability in there. Uh, how, I, I th- how I he wants all, to be better. Yeah, I thought it was all pretty sensible and and, yeah. and, and level and and kind of understandable and darn near likable. Aside aside from the voice, yeah. I also find myself wanting to look back and see what the crossover film was. So obviously, well, they, but I mean, he didn't even need to do that. They, they they played the Chiefs this year in Week Three. Yeah, when Justin was bad. Yeah. But, like, he had a chance to— So you're to, saying what games did the Chiefs and Bears play the same opponents? Right. Looking at their—so they played the Chargers late, but Justin didn't play in that game. They played the Raiders late. Yeah, they played the AFC West. They played the division. Right? Yeah. So so Justin didn't play that game. Patriots? Uh, Bill, Packers. <laughs> so he's watching week one uh, of stuff. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Broncos. Justin's great game against the Broncos. Maybe— Maybe uh, Matt Nagy got a chance to watch that film. Yeah, I mean, these guys have to know, right? They have to know on, at least on some level what's happening around around the league. I'm sure he paid attention. I mean, he was, he, he, was he was one of the main forces behind drafting the guy and then hustled him in there and, you know, cares about him. Ultimately, it goes for me, right? Everything that we do. Ugh. So, so Hungarian. You it's know? funny. We got to hear from him. Last year? last year at the Super Bowl, and that was the first time we heard from him since he had been fired. I remember we were like trying to dig in and listen and see if he was um, accountable, accountable, and like reflective and that kind of stuff. We listened very carefully for that last year. Yeah, he's in a weird spot. Man. He didn't get a single interview for no. head, for head coach from anybody. I, he's he went back to the safe place, back to the womb. Yeah. Under Andy Reid with Mahomes, where Reid's the play caller. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get credit for anything in particular there. Because Peterson was successful, but it was, you know, choppy. Biennemi has not done it, and Nagy did it and was and failed. So, like, there's a lot of guys who worked with Andy. You know what I mean? Ron Rivera worked with Andy Reid. John Harbaugh worked with Andy Reid. Sean McDermott worked with Andy Reid. But there are not a lot of play callers who worked with Andy Reid that have gone on to great success. Peterson is the is probably the best example right now. So it's he's kind of gotten past, like on the, in the McVeigh tree, the Shanahan tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not the place that people are going to look for. So I I wouldn't expect Matt Nagy unless he changes jobs 
to like, why why would you go there? Yeah, well, that's why the enemy. That's why the enemy left. Had, right. He he left to try and go prove himself at another place so we could get promoted from there. If not if not from Kansas City, and he had had a pretty good year. Sam Howell's stats were pretty amazing for what a fifth round. It was a fifth round. It was a fifth round pick. I mean, listen, they were they they got the second pick in the draft, so they did not win a lot of games, but they were. Not a talented team with not a talented quarterback, and he put up decent passing production. So, but not retained by the new head coach. Not retained. Well, and yeah, brought in Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's. Uh, I I'd bet against Nagy getting another head coaching gig, unless he gets the Chiefs job. Like that's the one. Like I wonder if that happened, because Mahomes does love him. Like I, I wonder. So if Andy steps away at some point. Which, yeah, at some point he will. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who's done it before but gets to elevate. Done it before, learn how we do things, familiarity with the quarterback. Andy Reid gives his blessing to it. He gets to just, you know, Gerard Mayo behind Bill Belichick, Jed Hoyer behind Theo Epstein. Like, he just like, – because Andy Reid had said that he was the brightest coaching prospect that he had ever had on on his, on his staff. So maybe he – uh, he just needed to learn a few things in Chicago. You Some of that was out that. of his control. You could sell that in Kansas City. Not based on how their offense played this year. That's true. You know what I mean? There was, but like, I, I don't think that would be popular if it happened this offseason because they would say, wait, you have the opportunity to coach Patrick Mahomes in his prime and the best you could do is Matt Nagy would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I do think that assuming Andy Reid stays for a few more years, and there's a few years where the Chiefs offense is top five in the NFL again with Matt Nagy then, then maybe, maybe you can make that argument that he's the guy. But I, I, don't, I don't think this year. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory. We started that way. We could end that way. Uh, Shane's got some pretty compelling evidence uh, about how it impacts this Super Bowl. It's next on The Score. My daughters and all of our family are Swifties for going back to where we met her, I think, back in New Orleans in 2009. Again, she's an extraordinary performer. But our girls love Taylor Swift, but they also love football. They know an awful lot about football. So I think this is just about welcoming people into the game. It's giving people a different perspective of the game. It's giving them an opportunity to say, wow, that's exciting. And I see it. I see it with others i see it with their friends i see it with others around we hear the stories we see the data people are talking about the game that weren't talking about the game yesterday the idea that uh, this was in a script and this is pre-planned uh, that's that's just it's nonsense uh it's frankly not even worth talking about that is actually something that i agree with roger goodell on we do not have to validate every insane corner of the internet but then Shane came in today <laughs> and said hey you know this thing going on about Taylor Swift he's our uh, ambassador to some insane corners I, of the internet I don't even know what you're talking about when you say the number 13 okay what, well see is, is, I, I literally know nothing about what you're gonna say right now yeah I'm not a Swifty I'm a big Taylor Swift fan but I'm not a Swifty right? right but I'm connected because I think it's a very nice cute relationship and I think that especially a, a woman of her prowess is being torn down by these scumbag men on the internet, and it sucks. So I will promote any of this pro Taylor Swift stuff. Her lucky number, allegedly, is 13, right? There are way too many storylines within this Super Bowl where the number 13 is relevant. The number of the game, the 58th Super Bowl, 5 plus 8 is 13. The date of the game, 
February 11th. February, second month, 11th day, 13. The 49ers add up to the sum of 13, 4 and 9. The seeded teams, the 49ers, the number one overall seed. The Chiefs, the number three, 13. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's number, 87, or his numbers, uh, 262 yards and scored three touchdowns during the postseason. Add two plus six plus two and throw in the three <laughs> touchdowns, and that's 13. <laughs> Lost me. In the playoffs, the first game that the Chiefs hosted was against the Dolphins. That was on January 13th. The Chiefs won 26-7. Defense held the Dolphins to 13 touchdowns. And then 11 yards uh, plus two quarterback uh, losses totaling 11 plus two, 13. Kansas City's defense allowed Miami to convert only one first down and 12 chances. What's one plus one? Uh, one plus 12, Tanny? I'm confused. 13. I, you lost me at the 13 touchdowns in the game. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he meant first downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I, I'm sorry, first downs. Um, Travis Kelsey, drafted by the Chiefs in 2013. Uh huh. His number's 87, right? His, his number's 87. That's 13 less than 100. 13 less than 100. Just add that one. Lamar Hunt. A, the the owner right of the 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 Chiefs, the Chiefs died in 2006. On December 13th, Taylor Swift's 17th birthday. Flight from Tokyo. We all know that Taylor, we all know Taylor is playing technically two days before, but one day before with the time change. Mm. What do you think the estimated flight time from Tokyo to Las Vegas is? 13 hours. 13 hours. It's it's not, it is coincidental. I understand that. Like yeah. I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist, but if you believe in the NFL being scripted, also, uh-huh. If Taylor makes it to the game, it'll be your 13th Chiefs game this year. Wow. Okay. You can't make the, this I stuff up. I was at her oh, first no. Chiefs game. You, uh, well, you were there physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, don't know no, how yeah, mentally yeah, you yeah, were that's there. True, no. Hold on. Let me say that you can make this stuff. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. And we oh, think no. you just did. No, you, you cannot make this up. Shane, like eight of those were just totally made up. Absolutely They're not. They're like, what They're, can we do? No, no, no. Let's grab Travis Kelsey's stats from football games, then add them together in only one particular way yeah no those are made up no, no, some of those no, are made up no speaks they're literally not made up they might be cherry picked uh-huh. but they're not made up those are things that happened and, and are quantified by numbers mm-hmm. how does brock purdy being number 13 factor in all of it, just, good question. it just does okay. it's just it's another thing that's present okay i think it's insane i think it's fun and i, I think people people have fun with it and i agree I that it's fun i agree that it's fun it does get dangerous sometimes. Not in this particular in, in, instance. That's fine. I, you know, whatever whatever people uh, believe that gets them to watch the game is totally cool by me. Sure. Whatever they need. Sure. Uh huh. What if there was like bad weather, and Taylor's not able to like her flight's not able to take off from Japan? Not gonna happen. There's no way that Roger Goodell lets that happen. <laughs> Be rubbing his little weather machine. Is that what they call it? Weather machine. Okay. There's no that way like that'll that. happen. No. T- she, yeah, no, flights have never been she'll delayed. She'll get there. She'll get there. But I mean. She's got she's to perform at halftime with Usher. She's got to sit in with Usher on a song. Oh, I forgot about that. That's uh, the thing, though, to look out for. Like, if, if, it's, if they're cutting it close with Taylor, do they delay the game for blank reason? <laughs> You know, like, That'd oh, be funny. yeah, we're having some issues with the TV truck here. Uh, you know. there was a and then flood. Taylor just walks in. There's a flood at Cal Ripken's house. We better uh, <laughs> better delay the game. Yeah, it's a power outage. She walked into the Grammys after it started, right during Trevor Noah's monologue. Taylor Swift just walked in. 
Walk to her seat. The Odyssey on that girl. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. To do that. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, missed, the Odyssey. She missed Dua Lipa. Yeah, she did. I didn't. I didn't. No, <laughs> I, I didn't. No, I didn't miss her. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Everyone was talking about how emotional those other performances oh, were. Oh, yeah, I was into the Joni the Mitchell one. She's 84. Yeah, yeah. I was just emotional watching Dua Lipa <laughs> yeah. attend the Grammys. It was powerful stuff. Thank you to Peter King. The pretty girl. Roy Wood Jr. was hilarious. He really was. Bill Fichtner did about 30 minutes on his Bills fandom in Hollywood. He's a delightful man. He, he was great. Uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, Jim McMahon and Kyle Turley will be on the show to announce that they are running for president of the United States. This United States, right? I, I believe it's so. this country? Listen, to be honest, I've heard worse ideas. In the country, this shape is in. Uh, play categories tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Maybe have an ex-bear tell his life story. We got a lot going on. Hmm. Uh, thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat video stream, Shane Ritter, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score. We see two people are really happy together, having fun together. Uh, I think that's wonderful, uh, and I wish them well. They're both wonderful people. Um, the fact that, you know, they both are involved with football in some fashion through their relationship, that's great. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.